I mean, we're not going to stay indoors because the sky is falling. We're going to show up, we're going to work hard, and we're going to get it corrected. This is a good football team, good young football team that needs to learn and understand. You're going to make mistakes, you're going to get your butt kicked. How you respond, that tells everybody whether you're worth a crap or not. There is Ron Rivera leading off this week's D.C. Sports Huddle after a brutal loss to the Buffalo Bills. I am Rob Woodfork, also dating a celebrity alongside an actual celebrity in George Wallace and the only member of this panel who has the extended catalog of Taylor Swift music, yes. Dave Preston. Did he say he's dating a celebrity? He says he is, and that's good if he is or if he isn't. Now, my question with Ron Rivera, head coach, if the sky's falling, the, the roof is not going to protect you. That's what I was going to say. You like, what, like as, he's, uh, as I'm listening to that cut, I'm just like, well, if, if the sky's falling, whether you're indoors or yeah. not, you're still screwed. Sky's going to get you. Right. <laughs> whether or not. Yeah. yeah we'll I don't want to be around fun. when the sky's falling. We'll, no. we'll, we'll have some fun with the Travis Kelsey-Taylor uh, Swift pairing later in the show. Washington, oh, I see what though. he did there, dating a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. See. Now you catch up. Thanks yeah. for playing. Uh, Washington preparing for a far more dangerous Kelsey-Swift duo in Philadelphia. They're about to take on... The undefeated Eagles, um, who had a rather impressive win over the Buccaneers, if you want to call it that. They were a surprise 2-0 team. Uh, They got that win. And um, the thing that worries me to death is watching how the Eagles dominated both lines of scrimmage in that game. Because Washington's offensive line, I'm going to throw some numbers at you here, Cover and, your ears. You, yes. you, you, <laughs> but you can really stop yeah. at one. Yeah. And I think it's the same one we're thinking about. It's Cover. the sacks. Yeah. Uh, Howell, uh, Sam Howell's been sacked a league high 19 times. That is the most in a three-game span since 2005 when the Houston Texans replicated that number. Now, for those who are not old enough to remember, the Texans' first couple years in the NFL were not pretty. I mean, they basically ruined David Carr and sacks and not putting a team around him was a big reason why. And uh, Howell is just the sixth quarterback in the Super Bowl era to get sacked nine times in a game and throw four interceptions. The last one to do it was back in 1995, Warren Moon. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> he could rebound that all-in career, or they could – Kill him where he stands. That was, like, either way. That was back end of his career, Warren Moon, though. Yes. That was not correct. up and coming, figuring things out, Warren Moon. So and hate Warren to, Moon wasn't moving the way Sam Howell no, can move. No. I And I think everyone says that, oh, he holds the ball too long or it might be on the quarterback. And a sack is on the offensive line. It's on the quarterback. It's on the receivers. And it's on the what the defense does as well. We've had coverage sacks where, right. okay, he's got time, but you know what? Nobody gets open. I think so regardless think of who it, is responsible, 19 is still a big number. That's a big number. That's not all on that's not all on Hal. That's not all on the receivers. Some of that's on the offensive line. And here's the thing. I mean, we we've said it multiple times on this podcast that Washington's offensive line was a concern. I don't think any of us predicted it was going to be this bad. Oh. And Andrew Wiley has been a turnstile. He's been the guy. That was the guy that they spent all those free agent dollars to bring in. And I know I've said this before. I don't mind adding Andrew Wiley. I don't mind adding Nick Gates at center, but adding them in free agency and being comfortable in making those guys starters, that's where Ron Rivera has failed. Because again, he inherited a team that had two all pros. You had Trent Williams, probably the best right. offensive yeah. lineman in the league. Yeah. And I know there was some off the field stuff, but 
Ron Rivera's a likable guy. He could have maybe turned that tide and even still get back something more than the ham sandwich and a bag of chips that you did. And then you had Brandon Sheriff, who you could yeah. have re-signed. Like, the, whatever money you just spent on Andrew Wiley and Nick Gates, Gates. you could have spent to keep a stalwart all-pro guard. And whether or not you want to spend on a guard or not, like, we can get right. into that debate. But the fact of the matter is, if you add Wiley and Gates as strong backups, that's tremendous. That's a, that You applaud that. It's fair enough to say that the Trent Williams relationship situation was unrepairable. And that's, okay, you write that off. But not so with the guard. You could have yeah. kept him. You could have signed him. You could have yeah. you, you could you could have kept him in house. He was a guy that you developed. He was a guy who was just coming into his own and could have been a cradle to grave Washington football player where he play he only wears burgundy and gold. Yeah. And he could have been a mentor to younger offensive linemen that you've drafted. And he could have been the rock that you built that offensive line around. Instead, you've got a lot of uh, this, that, and the other. And you uh, bring up a good point because both guys were team captains as well. In in addition to being all pro players, they were also leaders on the team. And Charles Leno, he's a nice player. He's probably the only signing on the offensive line off the top of my head that's not a bad one by Ron Rivera (laughs) in the four years that he's been here. That's unfortunate that Rivera, the executive, is failing Rivera, the coach. Exactly. Especially, and and that's why you need a different set of eyes, a good set of eyes. And you can make the case that he's built up this roster far better than how he inherited it, except for that one position. And it happens to be the bedrock position on any football team. If you look at what the Eagles are doing, they're dominating both sides of the line. They have arguably the best offensive line in the league, they can make a case to have the best defensive line in the league. And that's why they're out here playing bully ball, you know, and they're not even, they haven't even hit their stride yet. So Couple years, and, and, that line going up against yeah. Washington's O line. Oh man. I'm I don't number feel good two about in it. the uh, NFL and running the football, yep. almost, almost 200 yards a game. Number one in the NFL, at stopping the run. Yep. And the way, even though there's the, the, uh, the commanders have thrown the ball a lot more this year than they've passed the ball. They, with Brian Robinson, this is a team that is built to get a lot of stuff done on the ground, and it's going to be a tough call Sunday at 1. George Wells? Yeah, he's right. real quiet. It's just like, I'm just, first of all, you should have gotten hazard pay for having to watch that game on Sunday. Uh, that's Well, that's accurate. <laughs> um, no, that is the biggest concern, and we've talked about it a number of times, and it's a challenge now for Eric Bieniemy and the coaches to come up with something to protect – their quarterback and somehow get the ball into the hands of their playmakers uh, and let them go to work. Brian Robinson said after the game the other day, he said, we he wanted to run the ball more. And they, I don't remember what the number was in the first half, six, seven times, yeah. whatever it was. 13 carries on the day. Yeah. So 13 carries. Right. Yeah. So you have to protect them. Yeah. I mean, even if it's the, you know, we talk about the screen game all the time with this team, but that's getting them out in space. That's getting this, Getting their um, how about screens? How about slants? Boots, how about sl- boots for the quarterback to yeah, get him on the yes. run so he's not a, back as a you statue. You have a mobile quarterback. Get and, Hal on the and, move, yeah. And the other thing is, like we talk about all the receiving weapons that Washington has. Yeah, they're two, three deep at running back. Why don't you use those guys? And those guys aren't getting the. I mean, look at Jahan Dotson, and it's played all but three snaps on Sunday. How many targets he get? Like it's they they need to find yeah. a way to get. Yeah. Him the ball and Terry, Terry, okay, but 
Uh, even Deami Brown or Curtis Samuel. They finally went deep to Curtis Samuel once the other day. About yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? When you have a bad offensive line, you can't no, stretch the I, field. No, you're right. Just like no. last year with yeah. Wentz. And right. so they've got to find a way, as you mentioned, to be creative and yeah. set things up to allow for deeper shots from time to time. And that's that's when you've got five guys, basically, as opposed to you know some all pros and some talent on the front line. The question isn't can you protect the passer, but can you keep him from serious injury? Yeah. Nine sacks. I'm surprised they didn't yank him and I get, at the end to they, just get him off the field and not get him let not let him get sacked again. And they should have, and I and I get what Rivera's saying to see he kept him in to see how he handles certain situations. But at that point, you were risking not having him around. And then you call timeouts at the end of the game and he was sacked twice after you call timeouts to get a field goal. <laughs> Right? Hey, no shutout right. though. You can hang that banner. I mean, yeah. you know. So, look, Howell's going to play. They're gonna, they're not going to bench Sam Howell. They need to let him play. It's four games in his NFL career. You're not going to bench him. People are just just stop that talk. So let's say he gets sacked nine more times against Philadelphia and throws Which is four more very, interceptions. Very possible. You keep playing him. I do. Really? I think you need to. If Ron keeps ha- goes to Brissett. Then it's like, okay, well, Ron still can't find a quarterback. He can't pick a quarterback. Ron can't pick a quarterback. Okay, but if you get Hal to somewhat <laughs> play well, right. if you're Ron, you can go to ownership and say, look, all right, he's, you know, first year we got, you know, we can give me another chance to do this. Not that I think Ron's going to be back, but I'm just saying yeah. you have a better uh, uh, argument if you stay with Hal. He's played four games. You're not going to bench him, are you? Look, I'm not saying give up on the kid. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, Nine sacks, let's just say even half of them are his fault. Like four and a half of them are his fault. Good job. Yeah, I, I was math. waiting to see if you would come math. up yeah, with that you, number. Yeah, you thought I was going to go four or five. I did. Oh. I did. I did. Let's say, let's say it's no 25 11. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, Scorigami, man. It was Scorigami. I said that on air last We've night. We've had two this week, too, which is yeah. nuts. I and heard we had you one say, earlier this yeah. year, the Ravens game. <laughs> I heard you say a score that Dave Preston would be proud of or something like that. You did, I did say, say that. It's amazing that for scores that are first time ever, how common they've been this year, three in the first four weeks. That's 1,078. 1,078th different combo? Unique yeah. score in NFL history. Wow. That game, 25-11. Um, not too but, good. Yeah, not <laughs> it's, it, yeah, not too good for the Bucs. Um, but back to uh, Sam Howell. Sam, sorry, yes. Yeah, Sam Howell. I'm not saying give up on the kid. Right. But right now you're in a position where things haven't gotten too terribly out of hand. No. If you lose in Philadelphia, then – that is, they're still not out of hand. For lack they're, of a better term, according to plan, you would be two and yeah. two. You're only two games out of the division lead, mm-hmm. and everything that you're looking for is still kind of in front of you. But with a veteran quarterback, I think Jacoby Brissett. Look, I, I've said this before. I think he was sneaky good in Cleveland last season. You know, they didn't win a lot of games, but he was a steadying force for that team. I saw the love that they gave him. After that oh, preseason game, his perform his thing last year with that with that team and that organization, yes. he deserves a lot of credit. A lot I of agree. credit. I agree. So I'm saying, if this guy can be a stabilizing force, he can be a veteran presence. He can sidestep some of these sacks. He can throw it away before it becomes a sack. He can dump it down. Like if he's doing the little things that aren't sexy, but it helps you win games. I think you do it because at the rate this is going with Sam Howell, he's going to get killed, man. It's, it's not like even, Patrick Ramsey. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Exactly. I mean, we, we've saying. got more yes. quarterbacks have been ruined in this league than developed. So 
why add him to the list of statistics? Why add him to Jason Campbell and Patrick Ramsey and all these guys? I think you stay with Hal, but if the game gets out of hand in the third quarter or fourth quarter like it did this past Sunday, Mm -hmm. you yank him. Not because he's playing bad, but because you know what? The game's over and just heaven forbid anything happened to him. We we uh, the commanders needed a Jacoby Brissett with reps. Yes. You know, we can't come in yeah. completely cold. And wouldn't it be? Uh, they say that history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. Wouldn't it be something if next Thursday, a Thursday game against Chicago, where the original quarterback of the season wound up being? Yeah. Did we do that already? Yeah, last that was year. Last, last yeah. year, remember? Uh, yeah. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. I do. Got hurt, yeah. you know, in Chicago. Yeah. I that think, was a bad I think game. you oh. pull him. I have no yeah, problem pulling him from the game if it's out of hand and he's getting beat up. That is 100% right. thing. But I also think that it is still four games. Like, I'm not I'm not ready. If this was the second season, 100%. I'm, I'm all for that. But I don't think you can do that. Still new offense. And still, he performed pretty well the first two weeks. That looks really flawed now. Denver gave up that. 70 said, to hey, Miami. How? Right. Look, the thing I, is, it doesn't matter. Scored about only Denver. thirty-five actually looks bad for Washington. That's now. fine, but look, my point is the Denver, the, the two, the two throws, the touchdown to Terry and the touchdown to Logan Thomas, where he was concussed. Those are big time throws. Those are big boy throws. Yes. So that's not the Denver defense. Yeah. That's I, my point about Howell playing well. All right. I think that there are you know the three games that he's played this year, two of them are outliers. I think I think the ceiling is obviously the Broncos game. And the, the the bottom basement floor is what happened against the Bills. And because you look That's at the quality wide. of competition, Broncos are have a chance to be historically bad. They already yeah. did make history. Yeah. And the Bills have a chance to make a Super Bowl run. So I think in the coming weeks, we'll find out exactly where that middle is. Because the NFL is such a snapshot league, yeah. it, sometimes things are skewed. And I think we'll find in the next three weeks, we'll find out exactly how good or how bad Sam Howell is, and can he bounce back? Again, we mentioned yeah. this is only start number four. Right. If uh, Troy Aikman was god-awful his first season That's as true. a starter. I think you know the only guy who I think came in his very first year as a rookie and shined beyond belief, Dan Marino, because Mahomes sat his first season. Yeah, right. Mahomes is one of the few exceptions of a guy who sat the first year and then came out the next year and was lights out. So... You know, the, the exception there are exceptions and Howell is more of the rule. Aikman well, had one win is freaky. Yeah. Year. Who, was it, who was it against? Yeah, but, but here's the thing. It if Howell's if Howell's road. ceiling against yeah. a bad defense is what he did against Denver, he didn't even throw for three hundred yards and he only threw for two touchdowns, which by the way is his only multi touchdown game of his very young career. Right. Again, very small sample size, but I mean, I haven't seen anything that makes me think, wow, this guy's a franchise quarterback. Like, he's had a couple but of you throws have to, to Georgia's. find out. But you're not going to find out if the guy's on injured reserve. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, but you're. I think, th- I think he's a decision to be made for the next coach. I know that's an unpopular sentiment. I know that, you know, it doesn't benefit Ron and all that. But, I mean, the way it's going now, unless you make some sort of adjustment against the Eagles, you give him clean pockets and all of this, Unless something changes drastically against the Eagles, I think you have to very seriously consider sitting the kid so that you don't ruin him. It's not about punishing him right. for bad play. It's so about you're protecting saying, him. You're saying for his behind, safety. Yes. Behind a bad line, veterans are better behind. Nobody's good behind yeah. a bad line, but you'd rather have a veteran who's on the back nine of his career 
taking those hits than a guy who you have some plans for in the future. And quite frankly, look, I mean, they're probably going to have a new offense next year because right. it's going to be a new coach. And so not if the coach is the OC right now. Well, in, and even if it, one. all the more reason <laughs> no, no, to protect no. Hal because right, that's no. the quantity he no. knows and you keep him alive. We Do got we, a score. We got a score for Sunday, I guys. I know say, it's off. What are we early. thinking? Wait, no, I want to still argue with him about how <laughs> you got a You got a 55 on the horizon. And I got my college football corner. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's what it is. He wants to get to his college football corner. All right. Well, go and ahead the, then. And, and the What's Kelsey your score? Thing? Gosh, I've got. Uh, let's see. I have 1813. I think he trolls for the score of Gami. 1813 who? Green? 1813 Philly. Green. I think I just I think that the uh, I think the commanders play above their level this week. I think Philly uh, being on the road on Monday night and then coming home, you lose a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the fact that uh, they'll look at some of the tape against Buffalo and they're like, oh, my, mm-hmm. you know, and they might not have as much of a killer instinct. And even if they do, this is a division game. And for whatever reason, Commanders Philly games all never make sense. They yeah. they always go. They, things are yeah. always sideways. So well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Philly had a big rest advantage before that right. Monday, Monday night, night game, game. that yeah. Washington won. Washington has the rest advantage this time. And before the season, I picked Washington to win this game for that reason. But after seeing what I saw against Buffalo, like that was truly a, a measuring stick game. Which is and what Buffalo, he told us. Yeah. And Buffalo took the measuring stick. And beat them with it. Beat that. So they broke the uh, measuring stick yes, over their back. Yes. Up so in that, I, I think, I, I picked Washington before the year. I think the Eagles win this game. I mean, they they control both sides of the ball right. at the point of attack. Washington's offensive line is just a turnstile. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna use my score from last week. Twenty-one twenty in favor of the Eagles. I don't oh, think they're gonna get. Close? I don't think they're actually. You know what? No, gonna I'm cover. not gonna use that because if Washington keeps it within ten points, I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually gonna go twenty-four, ten. Okay. Philly. What okay. do you got, George? I think I, I the to, to the measuring stick point, which is concerning to me because if you're saying that you're in year four of your program, you should not be losing games at home to a team like Buffalo. And against a coach who was yeah. under and, and you. Not saying that Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo is a very good team. Absolutely. But you at some point need to be in games like that, yep. especially at home with everything you had going. Uh, so I do expect them, and we'll see what they're made of. If they come out and get blown out Sunday, then I got big, we, got big, we got big problems. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, to your point about the division game and this and that. It's going to be they're going to play better, but Philadelphia is a better team, and they're going to win the game 31 to 20 Philadelphia is going to win the game I expect Washington to play better but in the end Philadelphia is going to be too much and they're going to pull away you need but this team needs to show up Sunday yeah absolutely all right so we go from one Kelsey Swift oh gosh to another one yeah because yeah and George walks out of the conversation wise man yeah yeah Yeah, I'm I'm, so, I'm I'm over I'm, that. I'm yeah. I I was never on it. Yeah. The only reason I'm discussing this is because it interests people for reasons that are beyond me. And huh? so uh, I'm going to throw this uh, out there. I use this in my sportscast Monday night. Uh, according to Fanatics uh, via ABC, Taylor Swift's appearance in Kansas City Sunday sparked a 400 percent uptick in sales of Travis Kelsey merchandise. Wow. So he, that put him in just one fell swoop as one of the top five selling NFL 
players. That's and, nuts, man. That and, is nuts. And my that, retort that, that to is that the power is if, of the biggest super. She's the biggest pop superstar on the planet. Love her, hate her, like her, don't like her. She not just is the one who moves the needle. She is the needle. And look, if he likes his attention, just wait for the inevitable platinum breakup oh. album that she. So we, we've we've thrown it. We've thrown out some songs. Uh, no, I think you threw out. Whistled some songs. for holding is one. <laughs> Um, he's pushing off is a nice up-tempo. He's pushing off. He's pushing off, which, you know, alludes to the fact that he's emotionally distancing himself from her. Uh, uh, illegal procedure of the heart, end zone of emotion. I mean, there are enough tracks to fit maybe just a single CD. With because football you're illusions. you, yeah. you already have, like, all these titles. Already like got you, a few. You have a 16-track album yeah. already lined up with titles for these songs. Already know, I think, of the... All she has to do is write the music. Yes. He's Pushing Off is going to be the first single that drops, <laughs> I think. <laughs> False Start might be the album title. Oh, my God. Well, uh, let's get a proper finish. Um, your college yeah. uh, football, what are you looking for this weekend? Some big games this weekend. Uh, major opportunities for Virginia and Virginia Tech, each uh, starting the season not in a good way. Uh, Cavaliers are 0-4. Hokies are 1-3. and uh, They're at each play in the conference this week, so there's a chance to kind of make their way back a little bit towards bowl eligibility, but uh, both uh, – I, I see – Long autumns for both schools this fall, uh, the the Hokies and the Cavaliers. Navy has a chance at home against a conference foe, South Florida. A South Florida team, though, that played very well against Alabama a few weeks ago. Navy might be a year away from being good under their new head coach, uh, Newberry. Uh, but I think all eyes should be on College Park. Maryland with a chance to improve to 5-0. and They haven't started 5-0 and since 2001 when they won the ACC way back when. And they take on an Indiana team that really hasn't been good against Power 5 competition. They got boat raced by Louisville. They lost to uh, Ohio State after playing very well in the first half. And there's an opportunity for Maryland to enter October unbeaten, which you don't hang banners for it. But if you want to be thought of seriously as a team, not as a championship team, but as a team that is a tough out that can compete in the Big Ten, like a Michigan State over the years, like an Iowa over the years, you need to go into October unbeaten at least occasionally. And you need to beat the teams that you're capable of beating, and that's what Indiana is. Absolutely. And, I mean, you go back to 2001, that was uh, Ralph Regan. Yeah, uh, first year. That's a guy under whom Mike Loxley coached, and so you – we you would like to see his disciple yeah. uh, get that kind of start and get look. They were talking about conference championships in the off season, and so you start five and zero. You beat the teams you're supposed to beat, right. and then uh, give yourself a chance against some of the upper echelon teams. And now we can start having that conversation without laughing at your face. Coach Loxley uh, at his presser this week said that he, he was an assistant on that 0-1 team, and he sees a lot of similarities as far as there was a certain uh, brotherhood. The culture in the locker room reminds him of what they uh, had way back when in 01. And he says that this team, what he likes about this year's team too is that the way they practice, that they had a practice on Monday that was in the rain and previous years there'd be dudes whining and complaining. But this week, everybody got out there, got you know got their work done. It was all business-like focused on the matter at hand. Even though it's Indiana, it's not Ohio State, it's not Michigan this week, it's Indiana. They're focused on getting things done, and I am I was really impressed with their win at Michigan State, even though they didn't finish perfectly. They came out on the road and took care of business, and uh, they should do so this uh, Saturday against Indiana. I agree. And 
Do you know what the best part about the 01 season was? What? Spending New Year's Eve in Miami. Oh, you ready were for the Orange Bowl. Georgie, yeah. were, were you a student then? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. We were yeah. finishing up school. We Georgie's went down student. There. Were you Hung a super senior or were you an I, actual senior? I was a super senior. And then we went to Miami. Well, Orange Bowl. That didn't turn out too well. Yeah. But New Year's Eve in Miami was fun. You got expensive. A pre- expensive. You got a preview of the old ball coach. Ah, phew, man. Yeah. And they benched, what's his name? That Wasn't Rex quarterback? I think or so. Or was it... Uh, oh. They benched him. They benched him for the first quarter, and it still didn't matter. No. They still put up 100 <laughs> points on us. But anyway, that's a whole yeah. other podcast. That, George's New Year's Eve. Oh trip in man, Miami. you I missed mean, the we Taylor could Swift do a podcast album, on that. We could. What did oh, I miss? Man. You missed the Taylor Swift album. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, well, the Chief <laughs> album. I think it's going to be called something like that. Chief. Oh, it's it's coming. Yeah. Oh man, and it's going to go platinum. I'm already on most watched game of any network this past week. Twenty four point three million. Yeah. Just read that story. Chiefs Bears. And look, I, I give props to L. Duncan of ESPN for saying this. I can't remember what podcast it was. But she said this is a publicity stunt. Right. This whole thing is a publicity stunt. Look at Kelsey, and I agree with her. Look at Kelsey as he's walking out. Like his whole body language is like they weren't holding hands. They weren't touching. He just had this stern look on his face. That, like he maybe knows she doesn't want to be hurt. Maybe she doesn't want to be hurt, and she's playing it, you know, safe. But does Wasn't it there need one to be of her pl- songs? Does that, do any of them that? need this? Here's do the thing. we need his this? Jer- I just read the stat. His, I jersey, his jersey sales oh, quadruple. 400%. I know, but he was already up here as far as NFL players and popularity and things like that. No, tight ends don't sell like that. It's quarterbacks. Yeah, but it doesn't. But he's like, but he's receivers, got, never tight but ends. But he, he's a rock star with this team. And and winning Super Bowls, and Mahomes. Like, I I I mean the guy's got a catchphrase. He doesn't need this. That's what I'm saying. I know it's a. That's why I would think like if it were, you know, one of us, publicity stuff or somebody a player in the NFL <laughs> that's not that's not on his level. Different story to get some get some clicks, as uh, the Oregon coach likes to say. Yeah. But I just don't see them him needing the publicity. As just because stunt. you don't need it. I mean, everything in this country is about largesse. Yeah. Rich yeah. people want to get richer. Yeah. And Poor man want to be rich. Rich man want to be king. King ain't satisfied until he rules everything. Right. Little Springsteen for you. Right. Oh, man. No, no Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, I thought he was rapping. I thought, I thought we were getting a, no. I, thought I was we about to drop the beat. Oh. Uh, she was into the game. She was into the game. She was. Whatever. If I, hope, she's I, took, a faker. I hope Mama Kelsey leaned in and said, yeah. you write a song about my boy. Right. Yeah. She doesn't know who she's messing with here. No, she's written she's she's written about other performers and stuff like yeah. that, and what have you. You can mess with she, John Mayer. Don't mess writes, with Mama yeah. Kelsey's right. boy. She, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be, yeah. gonna be a rough day. This was fun. They're all fun. <laughs> I was waiting. I like I was to see. Waiting, you, I like I was, to see. I was waiting finally, for George. You're finally changing up the ending. That's good. <laughs> well, the ending still remains. This is the DC Sports Huddle. Me telling you, I'm fun. Rob Woodfork. That's George Wallace, who's cantankerous and doesn't participate. And this is Dave Preston, who's giddy to participate and break the huddle.